Sorry. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. It's been called the final battle. The next election, says our guest today, could be our last. Is that uh, unduly negative or is it prophetic? Today on Viewpoint, we're going to be taking a look at that question perhaps a little earlier than most might consider since we're talking about the 2024 presidential election, which most people think of as the main election, the presidential election. But today on Viewpoint, we're going to see, and we're going to take a look, inspect, we're going to do a little surgery on the mind and heart of the American people and also on the election process and what is happening in the deeper, shall we say, catacombs of the American mind and heart, and particularly the political parties, because elections matter. Our guest today says elections matter. It's the title of chapter one of his new book that is called Final Battle. The next election could be the last. In a constitutional democracy, he says, elections are sacred rights. They register the will of the people as sovereign and make ballot boxes the ultimate courts of appeal. In creating the American Republic, its founders' greatest fear was the threat posed by partisan factions. They called the threat a tyranny of the majority and feared that a victorious party would gain authority in all aspects of public life and use the powers of the federal government to impose a one-party state on everyone else, therefore called the tyranny of the majority or the fear of pure democracy. A tyranny of the majority could destroy democracy from within. To prevent America's descent into such tyranny, the founders crafted constitutional rules that were designed to force compromise and blunt the destructive passions that partisan agendas unleashed. The founders' fears inspired a system of checks and balances which took the form of separations and divisions of powers and their decentralization. The skepticism and caution of the founders reflected their Christian faith, which recognized that human beings are flawed by nature and their ambitions are not to be trusted. Question, when politicians tell you that they have cast and put their total trust in the American people, can they be believed? The absolute answer is no. From God's viewpoint, they cannot be believed because Americans, like all other humans, are fundamentally flawed and fundamentally sinful. However, within the context of balance of powers and all of the curtailing elements that have been placed in the Constitution to protect and preserve the sacred vote of the people, it is the best system that has yet been devised and enacted in order to preserve freedom and liberty and justice for all. So today on Viewpoint, our guest today obviously believes that something is deeply uh, in uh, conflict with the Constitution of the United States, deeply in conflict with that which the founders established in order to protect and preserve us a union. And so with 
no further ado, we bring back to Viewpoint Today, David Horowitz. Uh, he is the author, as I said, of Final Battle. The next election could be the last. Sounds a little dark and ominous, uh, David. Uh, do you really believe that? All you have to do is look out the window at what's happened to our country in the two years that the Democrats have been in power here. Just to understand how dire it is. We can't trust our government. We have a president who has taken millions and millions and millions of dollars from the Chinese communists uh, and who is completely unscrutinized or has a drug addict son who's making deals for which he gets 10% from foreign powers, chief among them, the Chinese. Um, and people talk about this as though it's kind of normal. Uh, there's obviously a big difference between the classified documents that Biden was spreading around, particularly that he stashed in his office, uh, which the Chinese underwrote to the tune of $51 million. Uh, you have to be concerned. Yeah. Uh, okay, you know, now here's what's interesting. With Trump. Here's what's start. interesting, David. Uh, yeah. You are uh, a Jewish man by birth. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, because I think it helps us to understand uh, perhaps how unusual it is that you should be addressing this issue. Yeah, I was raised by a card-carrying communist. I was one of the founders of the new left. Uh, the left has taken over the Democrat Party. And I, I left the left when the Black Panthers, who, who had been uh, the heroes of the left, uh, and unbeknownst to me when I was working with them, were gangsters, murdered a woman I recruited to do the bookkeeping for a school. I, I had bought a Baptist church that had been overtaken by Oakland's inner city. Mm-hmm. And, and the Panthers made it their base of operations, but they murdered this woman. And I I, I was pretty close in because, well, I had raised so much money for them. And uh, so I, I knew they had murdered a, a dozen people. The others were all black. Uh, and the left, all my leftist friends said the white power structure killed Teddy. Uh, Which you knew to be categorically untrue. False, yeah. I had been visited by the police uh, many times. Um, anyway, I've written about this in another book, so I, yeah. I don't want to take up too much time here. Well, what I'm but concerned look, about is... That the goal of the Democrat Party is transparent in the way they treated Trump. Trump, for 30 years, was one of the most famous Americans. Everybody knew him. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he was a liberal. Right, he was. Uh, you know, uh, and he... Um, nobody ever introduced him as this is Donald Trump, the host of The Apprentice, and uh, a white nationalist or white supremacist. The very idea that America is white supremacist, which is an idea now embedded in the Democrat Party, is ludicrous. It's absolutely stupid. The words white and black don't even appear in the Constitution. 
America is an incredible gift to African Americans. Uh, if there was a, a, an original sin of slavery, it was Africa's original sin. It was slavery in Africa for a thousand years before a white person ever set foot there. All, all, virtually all the slaves who were shipped to America as slaves were enslaved by black Africans and sold at slave auctions in Ghana and Benin. Yeah, I've been there, by the way. I've been in the the, uh, chief, uh, shall we say, slave-holding quarters there in Ghana and uh, saw how they were ejected down through stone sloops down into the ocean uh, to be taken by ships from there. It's It's an awful picture. But we're going to get into this uh, much more deeply, and I'm so glad that you've joined us again here on Viewpoint. David Horowitz, our special guest, Final Battle, Elections Matter. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. CNN tells us that uh, the 2024 election for president will be historically small. A small presidential primary field is possible, they say. But who will it be? That's the big question before us. We know that two people have already announced on the Republican side, Donald Trump and uh, Nikki Haley. But then on the other side, we have Joe Biden, who has said that he's going to run But the question is, when and if they uh, run, what will be the nature of what takes place? Will it truly be a fair and uh, balanced election season? Will it restore the uh, uh, constitutional authority and protections and balances that were provided by our founders? Or will it assault those even the further and, in effect, destroy, pull the rug right out from under the republic called the United States of America. That's really the question before us that uh, our friend David Horowitz uh, presents in his book, Final Battle, when he says the next election could be the last. He's not saying it will be the last, are you, David? No, it could be. It could be. You know, one one of the things that's happened is that all this incredibly criminal and negative behavior and racist behavior by the Democrats has awakened uh, a movement on the right in America, what I I would call a patriotic right. Um, And they're being challenged now. Trump himself has created the first conservative mass movement in the history of the country, so far as I know. Um, there was no mass movement. When I came into the right over 40 years ago and looked around, the first thing I said was, where's the ground army? My leftist ex-comrades had all these organizations. Uh, and, of course, they eventually took over the colleges 
Mm-hmm. So they indoctrinate and recruit students into these anti-American, anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-Jewish uh, movements. Um, but there, there really was none on the uh, and what they did in, in the 60s and 70s and 80s was harass CEOs of giant corporations to get them to tow their party line or else they threatened to boycott them mm-hmm. as racist and deprive them of their customers, um, which was very successful. They did the same to legislators. And, and in, in fact, our whole cultural apparatus philanthropic foundations and even the churches have been invaded by them that's exactly uh, right and uh, uh, it's it, from my perspective to to uh, call it what it really is it's sheer wickedness uh, it evil. is there's no truth in it uh, but it is designed to manipulate the mind and heart of the people and to compel people on threat of losing their income on threat of losing uh, whatever it is they're threatened with, uh, you either cooperate or you are going to be selected out of American society. Correct. The second positive thing is the revolt of the parents. Uh, You know, when I was a leftist, and I, I described myself... In those days, as a Marxist revolutionary, if you ask me what wow. I was. And, uh, well, my parents were communists mm-hmm. and uh, card-carrying. Um, I would have been horrified by what the leftists, is doing, leftists are doing to our children. This is Nazi territory to experiment uh, based on ideology. Certainly not have any scientific basis for these gender transitionings. Uh, you know, gender dysphoria is not a scientific concept. Everybody's confused when they're young. <laughs> well, it sounds lot, to me like everybody's confused think, when they're old, too. Yeah. <laughs> In one way or another. But, but anyway... Uh, I'm horrified by what's going yeah. on in the schools. Uh, you know, the, the greatest enemy of our children are the teacher unions. Mm-hmm. Um, they closed the schools when there was no medical basis for it during the pandemic. Um, they deprived these kids of a crucial years of, of education. They, they, they took pay. They took billions of dollars in well, the pandemic relief, which they spent on themselves. They even are paying uh, security guards who, during the shutdowns, were not, they, they didn't work. All they did was pick up paychecks. It's, it's, the Democrat Party is a criminal party. We, we have our country is being invaded by 5 million people from 150 cu- countries. Uh, which include violent criminals, sex traffickers, terrorists, and just criminals generally, drug dealers. Uh, the, the fentanyl death toll uh, is greater than the annual death toll during the Second World War on our side. 
satisfied. That's how bad it is. Um, All right. Well, this is and, it, and the government. No... You know, it's here no evil. You know, the government is behind all this. Yeah. Okay, the question that most people have is why they they can say, okay, I agree with you, but why would uh, those in the Democrat Party, why would they carry on the this kind of nefarious agenda? Uh, aren't, aren't they Americans too? Not really. Well, why would you say that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that that's what the no, average no, no. person I, I would think. Mean it, I didn't mean it that way. But, but of, of course, they're anti-Americans. Everybody knows it. They show it all the time. Uh, that That's why the idea that Trump had led an insurrection is so ludicrous and absurd. Because Trump followers are patriots. And Biden followers are not. Uh, but, you know, it's a, it's a natural question for people who've never been lefted. You have to understand that radicalism, Marxism, uh, critical race theory, all these leftist theories are crypto religion. Mm-hmm. These people believe that, that the, the, the world is corrupt. And, but it can be redeemed, and we can have a world in which there's no poverty, no racism, no sexism, no wars, uh, you know, a, a, a heaven on earth. It's a very old heresy. Well, it is. Um, uh, it's called utopianism, and uh, it is a very old heresy going all the way back to Genesis chapter 11 with the Tower of Babel. And uh, yeah, now you, what we're seeing is... It, that's exactly right. Yeah, we're but resurrecting the Tower of Babel. It goes, goes back to the Garden of Eden. What seduced Adam and Eve? Look, Adam and Eve had a paradise that's better than anything the left ever dreamed up. <laughs> uh, you know, they didn't die. There was no, no pain in childbirth. Who uh, fell from the trees and so forth. Uh, but they wanted to be like God, and that's that's what the left wants to do. It wants to create the world. And uh, you're exactly right, David. That's exactly right. Uh, what you did not know, uh, my latest book is called Messiah: Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. And what I show through that book is that all of the forces, all of the theories, all of the isms of our time. Uh, not just the Democrat Party, but all of the movement of humanity uh, is seeking to become its own savior, its own Messiah. Uh, and anyone who yeah, disagrees it, with it is it, going to be selected out of society. But if you put your faith in human beings to be your Messiah, what, what you wind up with is the gulag. A hundred more than a hundred million people killed by progressives mm-hmm. in the twentieth century. Um, you know, it's no different with, with Hitler and the fascists. They, you know, thought if they could eliminate the Jews and the Mongol races, they would create a, a pure heavenly society mm-hmm. themselves. These are very, very, very dangerous people. After ask yourself, why would they burn down American cities, particularly inner cities? 
and they they do it because they see America as the guardian of the as the Satan that uh, controls the world. So, in other words, they're in agreement with uh, the mullahs of Iran that declare America to be yeah, the great why, Satan. Why all this protection of, of jihadists? There have been something like 41,000 uh, Muslim terrorist attacks since 9 11. Uh, and, and yet, every time, uh, well, we have a, a, a Nazi caucus in the Democrat Party in the House. Called the squad. Ilan Omar thinks that 9/11 was an attack on Muslims. I mean, that's how <laughs> completely perverted. Oh man! Uh, an intellect can be. Well, David, I have some very interesting and probing questions of you uh, that I think uh, would be helpful. You've told us that you uh, grew up in a Marxist. That is an actually dedicated communist home, that your parents were dedicated card-carrying communists, that you yourself was a dedicated rabble-rousing radical, uh, and then you had your your eyes open. Now, you are uh, Jewish by birth, and uh, what is your current, uh, what are your current convictions with regard to, say, are, are you uh, practicing Jew? Are you uh, Orthodox? No, are you Reform? What are you? Me is I'm an agnostic. You're an agnostic. So, yeah. Okay. I, I would be just as surprised if there is a next life as if there. Is, well, I won't be surprised okay. if there isn't because I'll just be dead. All right. Well, but, I just I just wanted uh, to verify that because. Uh, that yeah, but here, but here, I'm not an agnostic about what made what made America and what made America right. Protestant. That's a, that's a whole different ball game, and you're giving Protestant. you're right, giving right, major right. kudos to the Christian faith for bringing about the greatest freedom in the history of mankind. That's yeah, what your book perfect. is telling us, and uh, I have another one which will come out in a year or two, and its its title is. Luther's gift, that's Martin Luther, how a Christian monk discovered the principles of freedom and equality. Uh-huh. And create a world that has freedom and equality, which is was America. Um, All right, so but I have a question for you. Why the determined to destroy it? I have a question why? for you. How is it, then, uh, that you... Well, let me rephrase the question. How is it that 70-plus percent of Jewish-born people in America support a party that is dedicated to the destruction of the very country that has given them freedom? They're deracinated. Their religion is the Democratic Party. It's progressivism. Mm. They're not the Orthodox Jews are conservatives. It's the reformed Jews. It's the watered-down aspects of the religion that are kind of like the sojourners. All right. So that's like uh, what's happened in the Christian community uh, throughout America. Uh, You have the so-called evangelicals or the true Orthodox Christians, and then you have uh, the 
increasingly growing liberal mainline groups drifting yeah, all the way down to radical liberalism. Uh, so you see the same thing happening in America, Christianity, as in uh, among the Jewish people. Yeah. It's not paying attention to the story of Genesis, which is our creation story. Mm-hmm. That people are the problem. They, they, paradise wasn't enough for them. They wanted to be, what did the serpent say? If you eat of that tree and know evil, you shall be as God. <laughs> and that's what's in all their minds. That's exactly right, and that's why uh, the next election is perhaps the most dangerous ever. Uh, I, I could agree with you for reasons other than what a lot of people may think. It's not just pure politics. It's the spiritual underpinnings of it all, the belief system that under, underlies it all. We'll be right back after this and offer you the book, my friends. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we're talking with David Horowitz, uh, who has joined us a number of times in the past, uh, written a number of books, the last one called Dark Agenda, which we talked about uh, a while back here on Viewpoint. Uh, today, his book, Final Battle, and what's interesting is on the cover of his book is an American flag, but instead of the stars up in the blue field is the symbol of communism. Now that's, the Democratic Party is the Communist Party. Well, I, isn't that I amazing? Communist movement, and I can tell you, my, my parents would be contributing to the Democrat Party if they were alive. Mm-mm-mm. Well, friends, in order to uh, get the book, it's a twenty-seven-dollar book. Yours for twenty-two dollars, hardbound book. It's on our website, saveus.org. There's no way we can get into all the depths and details of the book here on the program, but we can set the stage, and that's what we're doing here in our conversation with David Horowitz, whose background, as you see, uh, his parents were card-carrying communists. He grew up to be that kind of a person dedicated to radicalism back in the 1960s and uh, then realized what an error what manipulation and what an error it was. And so uh, he is uh, touting a reality that uh, the Democrat Party refuses to see. And his book, I think, is very insightful. Uh, It's $22, as I said, on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. 
or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Write a check at $5 for postage and handling, and we'll get the book in your hands. Remember, it's a $27 book, yours for $22. Okay, uh, David, I couldn't agree with you more concerning the danger uh, that lies ahead. Uh, we do not find anything in the Bible to tell us uh, that America will endure to the end. We don't have anything that tells no. us that. But what we do know is that it has been the longest standing uh, republic in the history of mankind. And there's a good reason for and that. And the freest. And, the, and it's a gift to black people. A gift to black people. Tell us why it's a gift to black people. Every black in America who's descended from the slaves owes their freedom to a slave owner named Thomas Jefferson for writing that, those words in the Declaration of Independence that inspired the freedom struggle. And to Abraham Lincoln, who gave his life to free the slaves. And to the 360,000 mainly white Union soldiers who gave their lives to free the slaves. There's, you know, uh, there's, there was a Washington Post reporter who was black who wrote a book years ago. He went to live in Africa for a year, and he wrote a book as to why he had almost nothing in common with the Africans. It's, it's a cultural matter. Um, America, you know, if it, this reparations movement is so destructive. If you want reparations for slavery, you should be suing the Confederate government, not the government that made a greater sacrifice than any race has ever made in the history of the world for another race. There is no comparable sacrifice of 360,000 lives of one race to free another in all, all history. And, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of reparations, period. Well, I agree with that, and I think but, it's, uh, it, it accomplishes nothing but continuing to divide the nation. How about gratitude to this country? Why do we tolerate all these, these black racists on television who are constantly attacking America? They, they learned it from, you know, their teachers at Harvard. Uh, it's amazing how many black races Harvard has turned out. Uh, Joanne Reed, uh, um, Jean-Pierre, uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre, another mm-hmm. black racist that uh, turned out by Harvard, Ellie Mistal, and so forth. You could just keep going. Yeah. It's, All right. Well, you, t- you, you say know, in you your... Here's another idea for reparations. How about the reparations for the black crime wave? That, that nobody will mention now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are over half a million, according to the Justice Department, over half a million, half a million uh, interracial crimes of violence, that is racist crimes of violence, mm-hmm. every year. 90% between blacks and whites, 90% of them are committed by blacks against whites, and nobody, <laughs> nobody even mentions it. Yeah, everybody's afraid. They're afraid of being called a racist by these Democrat racists. 
terrible. It's an amazing picture. Uh, you know, it's it's like what the scriptures say uh, in the end of the age. Uh, black will seem white and white will seem black. And uh, we're not talking about race there. We're talking about evil and good. Good will seem evil and evil will seem good. Well, that's uh, where we are. That's exactly where we are. And so you say in your book that the nation's 250-year history, only a conflict as irreconcilable as the one pitting freedom against slavery had torn its fabric so irreparably as to precipitate a civil war. But America now faces a crisis, you say, that many compare to the onset of the Civil War. One prominent yes. characteristic is that all moderating institutions described, which were designed by the founders to soften the edges of political conflict and unify the nation, are now under siege by the Democrat Party and its supporters. Yeah, the latest one is that they've got a bill to pack the Supreme Court. I mean, that will destroy the judiciary system as an independent system. Yeah. Well, they want to ing- they want to destroy that, that, the electoral that's college. A dagger in the heart of, of American democracy. You know, the Democrats are very good at uh, name calling mm-hmm. and, accu- and accusing people of things. Well, they engage yeah. in what the what uh, psychologists call projection. They accuse others of what they themselves do. On steroids. And desire. Yeah. Yeah. They're right. Okay. So uh, you say that there's an attack on the Electoral College and Senate. There's an attack uh, on the independent judiciary, uh, trying to make it uh, part of the legislative branch, that the federal system is under attack uh, to take away from the states their rights and powers given under the Constitution and to put yeah, all under the hands of the government in Washington. Yeah. That's correct. And their main attack is on the election, electoral system itself. Yeah. We, we just had an election fixed in, uh, in Arizona, which shows you how deep this problem is. Well, it's, the, the Democrats, Carrie Lake had an election stolen mm-hmm. for governor stolen from her. The Secretary of State who manages elections was her, her rival, her competitive rival for mm-hmm. the governorship, refused to recuse herself. So she managed the election process. Um, this is so terrible what they did in Arizona. So the Democrats for decades now, for decades of 20, 30 years, have been erasing election day uh so there's we no longer have an election day it's still uh superficially and technically the first tuesday in november but the democrats have rigged the system so that you can vote in september october november and of course they have this their great strength is their ground army as i say trump has created the first conservative mass movement in our history. But on the left, you know, there's all these issue-oriented groups that come together to vote for the Democrats. So they can turn out all their voters in September and October. And then Republicans, like, you know, well-meaning lemmings, uh, they want to preserve Election Day. So they all vote on Election Day. Mm -hmm. And guess what? In 
And Arizona's Maricopa County, which is the largest population center, uh, on election day this year or last year, uh, 60% of the voting machines didn't work. You think that happens by accident, coincidence? No. That's how they steal elections right. under the radar. Um, they conducted a massive campaign to change election rules and make it easier to cheat. There was an election commission called the Carter-Baker Commission, bipartisan Jimmy Carter, and Bush's, uh, it was his secretary of state and chief of staff, James Baker. Every recommendation they made to tighten the election laws to make it harder to cheat, the Democrats attacked and changed. They sent a task force of 600 lawyers and 10,000 volunteers uh, to change the election laws in these states. And just to give you an example, the the two top recommendations of the Carter-Baker Commission were, one, we need more laws requiring voter ID. And anybody who is paying the slightest attention knows that the main push of the Democrats uh, was to denounce voter IDs. That's the only thing that connects a legitimately voting person Mm -hmm. from a dead person or a foreigner who is not even a citizen or a felon from voting. Well, it's amazing Uh, that anybody would reject voter ID since in every other area of life they have to give ID, whether to get on an airplane. uh, Yeah, and the lies are just blatant. They call it voter suppression. When the, the, the voting of minorities, they set records in all the states. Yeah, it's, that, it's amazing. That, I want to make your book available again because there's so much in your book, David, that we cannot possibly talk about here uh, on the air. Uh, the book, friends, is a hardbound book, Final Battle. The next election could be the last. Very, it's a very easy read. Yeah, it is. $22, we'll put this 27 actually it's a $28 book, in your hands. Uh, give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Go to the website, saveus.org. Uh, write to us, become a partner. Friends, we're living in difficult and challenging times. I hope you realize that. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Our special guest today here on Viewpoint, David Horowitz uh, from Los Angeles. And uh, for those of you that are just tuning in, his uh, parents were card-carrying communists, 
and uh, he himself was a radical of radicals back in the 1960s. And then, uh, you know, his eyes were opened as to uh, the the tremendous damage that was being done, the attitudes of radicalism and so on, that were destroying the very thing that gave them the freedom to do what they were doing. And uh, so he's written a number of books. The final, the, the one that we're talking about today is Final Battle. The next election could be the last. He's not saying it will be, but it could be because what's at stake is so uh, great. Now, I want to uh, Can focus. I a, Go ahead. I'd like to make a comment on, on the ad that played in the break there mm-hmm. um, as to why uh, people are leaving the churches by the back door. And yeah. the church. it, I've spoken on 400 college campuses, and I always meet with the conservative kids. Mm-hmm. And when I spoke, for example, at DePaul, which advertises itself as the largest Christian university in America, mm. the Christian kids came to me, and they they said they treat the Muslims here better than the than the Christians. Mm-hmm. They allowed the Muslims to hold prayer meetings in. Uh, um, I, I forget, outside the president's office or some. whereas if you're a Christian, you couldn't, you couldn't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I was so sad to see these kids. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I went to Georgetown, uh, I asked the kids who, who runs the theology department, and they said they're atheists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I believe the, the, inner, the left, you have to understand this is, is about the left, which is a crypto religion, and it hates religion because religious people owe their allegiance to a higher power than Nancy Pelosi. That's not as a joke; that's a reality. Yeah, I, I see what you're and, saying. Yeah, and the, the family is also they hate the family, and they will attack the family at every turn. Um, and so the great strengths that we see are parents, parents' movements. People have to fight. Conservatives are generally too well-meaning, too strict to give the benefit of the doubt to their enemies. Um, and they, 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 they have a live and let live attitude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you're under assault and under siege, you can't really have that attitude. You have to fight. So I hope that people listening to your shows just get the courage to call things by their right names. Well, it, you know, it's it's like uh, the famous philosopher Gaty said, courage lost, all lost. And unfortunately, uh, an awful lot in America have lost courage, the un, un, inability to stand and having done all to stand, as the Bible says, having their loins girt about with truth. Uh, but I, I'd like to shift just a little bit here, David, to look at the bigger, the bigger facet or reason, the umbrella issue that most people do not realize is going on. When they talk about elections, when they talk about Democrat, Republican, and all of this, you get lost in the, in the muddle 
of he said, she said, they said, there must be some middle point of ground and that kind of thing. No. The bigger issue is, as you discussed in the first paragraph of Chapter 10 of your book, I'm going to read it. Radical utopians seeking to change the world invariably have three traits in common. These flow from the radical nature of their mission, which is to change the world. First, radicals are in a hurry. Their task is large, and the opportunities to achieve it are scarce. America's political culture is specifically designed to support incremental reforms, not abrupt breaks within the past, with the past. Ramming through transformational changes like Barack Obama uh, said he was going to do on the basis of razor-thin majorities is exactly what the American system is designed to frustrate and thwart. But this is the very goal of radicals, and they are consequently pitted from the outset against the majority, but they are in a hurry. Now, I want to take your words, and I want to amplify them in a much bigger picture. If we were to go back to the World Economic Forum and its founder, Klaus Schwab, we would hear his words saying, uh, you're going to own nothing and be happy about it. (laughs) The World Economic Forum is the greater picture. It's not just American politics. It's a much bigger picture because these so-called You're calling the radicals. We'll use that term for want of another term right now. They see themselves as the inaugurators of a new world order, a completely new system in which God has no place. They deny God from the outset, and therefore they are the saviors, and they know better, and believe you me, they say, if you'll just let us take over, you'll own nothing, but you're going to be very happy about it because we're going to be bring about a complete utopian, perfect world. Just let us at it. But they're not willing to just let us at it. What they have you, as you said, they are in a hurry. So Klaus Schwab has said, as did, in fact, uh, John Kerry, The environmental czar appointed by uh, Joe Biden said, what we do, basically, we must do quickly. We are in a hurry. We cannot wait. We must get about this. The The last meeting of the World Economic Forum was declaring that message. That's the reason why, the bigger reason why our next election could be the final battle. It's not just because of America an American election, it's because the whole world is surging toward this uh, uh, restoration of the Tower of Babel and the spirit of Babel, that we will become our messiahs, we will become our saviors, and we ain't going to listen to nobody for nothing. This is about power, and this is what we're going to do, and you better like it or get out. Yeah, the key the key is that they see themselves as the savior, they they see religion as mythology and fiction, mm-hmm. and they and they hate it, so they don't even think about it uh, in any serious way. If you believe that you could end poverty, end 
racism and sexism and the child abuse and wars, what lie would you not tell? And what crime would you not either commit or support to achieve that end? If, that, if that's a realistic alternative for you, yeah, you well, are an incredibly dangerous person. Well, Moses and, couldn't end it. Jesus couldn't end it. The apostles couldn't end it. The Pharisees, the high priests couldn't end it. And neither has any other group been able to end it because the innate nature of man is sinful as Jeremiah the prophet said, the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And therefore, our founders recognized that and said, we're going to be different. We're going to set up a, uh, a government of checks and balances to protect insofar as humanly possible against this domineering, demagoguing uh, idea that comes from uh, godless and uh, power-hungry people. Yeah. I think Job said, man is born to evil as the sparks fly upward. <laughs> but, but the... Look, uh, these people, uh, well, you can see they're liars, they're hypocrites. Um, they're prepared... Uh, you know, one person was killed on January 6th. All the people who died were Trump supporters. But one was actually murdered, Ashley Babbitt. Mm-hmm. She was unarmed. She was murdered in cold blood. Nancy Pelosi uh, hid the identity of her killer. His name is Michael Byrd. Uh, for months, quashed the investigation. Gave Bird uh, uh, his freedom, um, and uh, gave him a medal yeah. that he has defended the Capitol with his life. Yeah, or he's risked his life to defend the Capitol. That makes Nancy Pelosi an accomplice to murder. Assuming that if there was an investigation and a trial. It's all on videotape. Well, especially since she rejected Donald Trump's effort and offer to bring in the National Guard. She oh, rejected yeah, all that. The, all the Democrats are guilty of that. Everyone in Washington. That, that, it's just unbelievable. Uh, so so you, this is the party you're facing. These people will commit and support murder of a completely innocent woman who was unarmed threatening no one, a 14-year Air Force veteran, five feet tall, 40 years old. I mean, it's just, these are incredibly dangerous people. And you have Kevin McCarthy defending Michael Byrd, saying, saying he, he did his job. What is yeah. Republican? So, you know what I'm sensing, David? Uh, I'm sensing a tremendous amount of frustration on your part. Uh, you're saying, I've well, written this book, but I'm having a very hard time really articulating the serious danger that we're talking about. It is so vast. It is so great that I'm having a hard time communicating the fullness of the danger that we're facing. But that's 
<laughs> no, I, I have sensed that, David. I have to restrain myself on this end because I want to make sure that people uh, are not just caught up in something that they're against, but something also that they're for. And uh, I, I want people to be uh, strengthened in a hope that is secure uh, and not just fighting off uh, an, an enemy. So uh, it's, it's a both-and situation. I think if we're going to see any serious correction in our country, it's got to begin in our homes. It's got to begin in our hearts. It's got to begin yeah, in the families. teaching your kids in school. And, and fight them if they're teaching them communism and to hate America. They probably are. It's just so terrible. David, you know, do you have do you have kids? Yeah, I, I have. I had four kids. And how are they walking today? Well, two of them are not political. Mm-hmm. I really can't say too much, but my sons are incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is very conservative. Mm-hmm. So you've got one out of four. Well, my my daughter, um, my daughter died from a um, congenital disease she had. Oh, Turner syndrome. And when mm-hmm. she was there, she was a terrific person. She, you know, the left plays on people's emotions, mm-hmm. and so they they seem to be on the side of the righteous all the time. They're very good at the yeah. seductive show. You're absolutely right. So well, I don't, thank I you so know. much, David, for coming on with us here today. Uh, I I feel your pain, quite frankly. Uh, the book, friends, final battle. The next election could be the last. Twenty-two dollars. We'll put this twenty-eight dollar book, hardbound book, in your hands on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call one eight hundred Save USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, PO Box seven zero eight seven nine, Richmond, Virginia two three two five five. Writing a check at five dollars for postage and handling. Again seriously consider becoming a partner with us here as we're still launching into the depths of a new year don't wait for the other guy to do it he's not doing it let's get the message out and prepare the way god bless and be a blessing you've been listening to viewpoint with chuck grismeyer viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners let me urge you to become a partner with chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.